1: No. (laughs) What
0: is that noise? I don't know.
1: Can we
2: get on with it and get the fucking thing started?
1: Maybe. Maybe maybe we'll just won't introduce the whole thing. Hello Internet, I'm
2: Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter. (laughs) And weird singing introduction there today. Yeah, well, I wouldn't exactly call it singing, but... Yeah, it,
1: that's a very generous, gen- generous, generous, um,
2: <laughs> I've <got> a word. <laughs> word, it's
1: just, insert word here that lyric works
2: <laughs> So what are we doing today?
1: Um, right, I know that we said that we were going to do follow-up every five episodes.
2: Yeah, I've got some follow-up.
1: But there were there probably some brief follow-up that only works, like, around the time. Oh, and you said about saying the date of our recording
2: each Oh, time. yeah. Uh, well, today, uh, as we record, is the 12th of July. Thursday, the 12th of July, 2018. What have you got? Uh, well, funnily enough, uh, literally about an hour and three quarters ago, um, our episode 14 went out live on Twitch uk politics yeah. and we had somebody watching it who made a comment which i would like to read out oh, um this is either gonna be this is rid- this a, is gonna
1: be a ridiculous anti-climax no no no, 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 no. it's no, 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 gonna be it's, really it is interesting
2: heartfelt. when you it, it's no it's not really heartfelt it's a it's a point right that has been made um and it's Who's to do with the anti- se- am, anti-semitism thing that we were talking about right um and it would be an interesting one to do a little bit of a discussion on, actually, quickly. Um, the, hello to our new, our new follower, Nashid Servant, who said, Daily reminder that during peak slavery, 40% of all Jews were slave owners, while being only 1.5% of the total population, and 78% of all slave owners were Jewish. I haven't checked this up. I don't know if this is true. So I right. can't I can't verify those statistics. But I thought that was interesting. Um Yeah. I- it would be easy to come across as anti-Semitic looking at figures like that.
1: From the sounds of that, they sound like someone that's going, Oh, look at this one statistic that proves my point exactly and then it's doesn't work in loads of other situations. If you, you
2: know what I mean, you can you can say anything with statistics. It just it is,
1: that particular statistic, if true, I don't know how would you search that up.
2: I don't know, but it is it is an interesting point um, to differentiate between what counts as prejudice and what counts as um simply reporting the truth, because but then there may just, well be. Picking
1: out specific incidences, yeah. like uh, a couple of places do, they'll just pick out crimes that immigrants have
2: done. I mean, and immigrants do. I suppose do crime, you could look less. at that and say it says forty uh, percent of all Jews were slave owners. That means that sixty percent weren't.
1: I guess that would more just convey that they were probably rich, because pretty much most rich people then owned slaves.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always been uh, pretty sort of well accepted that. Jews have historically been very good with money um yeah that was one of the uh you know when they were sort of fleeing Germany um one of the things one of the only ways they could keep their kind of uh financial security was by um very wisely storing their financial kind of value if you like in their kind of um you know, family heirlooms and stuff, jewellery and, and gold and all sorts of stuff that that isn't that couldn't be taken from them And also like whilst that may be true,
1: that's not today. Mm. So it's kind of irrelevant. It's not inherent to the Jewish faith, I don't believe, any more than any other faith.
2: Interesting though that you should say faith, because one of the points I did make was ethnicity. culture, yeah. Okay, culture, so, so thank you very much for the input. And thank you for watching. Um, that's, that's an
1: interesting... It's statistic. like having the Twitch chat here with us, which we were trying to set yeah. up previously, but it, yeah. we just decided against it because it was a bit of a So sad. should we
2: move on to that particular point, point then just quickly mention about our new yeah. Patreon tier? Oh, yes. We have now... Well,
1: we were looking at our Patreon thing and thinking... We don't actually do much with this. We put up the schedule uh, every month for the next month. Uh, but
2: That's not much of a bonus, is yeah, it,
1: really? <laughs> and you don't really get much in the way of tiering other than the Discord roles.
2: And um, we have been sort of thinking actively about sort of uh, providing more value to people who may, who may want to support us um, simply because we're approaching... Affiliate status on Twitch, hopefully very soon. Yeah. Um, well, and you, while we're not in it for the money, obviously we want to make sure that if anybody does want to support us, they're going to get something extra yeah. out of right it. Right now so, it's
1: the average viewers, mm. which we did hit at one point, but it kind of glitched out where we'd hit all four of the targets, but...
2: Not within the same 30-day period.
1: I think so, something like yeah. that. But anyway... uh my bit of follow up was about
2: Well we haven't said what the extra Oh yes.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh so
1: now people that pay five dollars or more, I'm not sure what that is in pounds, it's probably changing daily with how much Brexit's fucking up. We'll have the unedited versions of each recording up pretty much as soon as we can.
2: Uh, uh, as things stand as at the moment, we're, I'm just catching up with that. But by the time this goes out, we'll probably be up to date. So you'll be seeing things maybe two or three weeks before anyone else, albeit in a completely unedited format. Mm. Warts and all.
1: Warts and all.
2: Yeah. I keep telling Firebolt not to show his warts and I keep editing it out, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's just a really weird tangent I'm not sure how to respond to that let's move on quickly then
1: <laughs> okay uh, what was the bit podcast of
2: listeners um, yeah if you want that unedited stuff I meant you're doing it on YouTube really uh, not yeah YouTube it's, it's unlisted yeah. you can get the links to that So because
1: um. it's easy to do that with that I don't know if you can do that on SoundCloud you can
2: actually yeah I'll, I'll maybe do that as well then. Okay. Yeah. Okay, podcast listeners, you'll get an unedited one as well. But there'll be lots of gaps in it, so I don't know whether it'll be worth your while. <laughs> yeah. You can gauge that.
1: Anyway. Oh, yeah. And also, did we have something else for, I think in the t- uh, $10 tier, it was that we'd make a video each month, which we've yet to do. But... Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did briefly well, think about doing this entire podcast for them.
2: Why don't we start doing that? Um... worried <laughs> any, any thought? What were you thinking? I don't know. I was thinking. When? When are we going to do? Start doing that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's more for us to find out off camera. Okay. Uh, briefly, today, as we're recording. Whatever. (laughs) Dear listener. (laughs) As we're recording. Well, on the day of recording, Trump made his visit to the UK.
2: No, fucking hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Like landed at Stansted or whatever. Yeah. It is interesting that it's the first time that he's done it since he took to the presidency, just because of how resilient people are, which I'm really, it's one of the few things I'm proud about.
2: I saw a report. One of his advisors About was saying this that, uh, that there's a possibility he may sue. Um, what's the mayor of London's name, Sadiq Sadiq Khan? Yeah. How he, he may sue him over the uh, the the baby blimp thing? Would you like to explain a little further? Um, there's a there's a, a giant inflatable of um, Donald Trump that is being flown over Westminster. I think. Um, He's basically in a nappy with a dummy, and, and and it's basically just ripping the piss out of him. Yeah. Um, but Sadiq Khan, as mayor of London, approved. It it wasn't going to be allowed, but then Sadiq Khan, as mayor of London, approved it. So, but he's not going anywhere near that. He's coming here. He's going to Stansted. He's then fucking off somewhere else. He, he's basically staying clear of anywhere that there's going to be protesters. Yeah, he's pretty staying much anywhere that there people. are
1: people. Yeah, I'd be going in like military bases or Buckingham Palace. Or I don't think he's going to Buckingham
2: off. Palace. He's going to Windsor Castle. Oh, right.
1: But places where there's generally not a lot of people it just been blocked off a little uh, and also going off to some island in the Hebrides or something.
2: It'd be an awkward meeting, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. it'd be an awkward meeting. Between, but I suppose trees are maze in the same kind of um, industry, if you like. But you imagine the Queen... Facing the prospect of having to have, have a child, he's going
1: from. to <laughs> fuck it up massively. Yeah. Be honest, he's been how told
2: not it. to not to kiss her. Apparently, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if he does the dragon
1: handshake thing and then just yanks <laughs> her arm off? <laughs> she's like,
2: no, she's like on the floor going, oh, "Philip, <laughs> Philip, <laughs> fetch the corgis, set them on him." Well,
1: what would even be funnier then is because you think that she's going to be really frail if he tries to drag her in, but she just flips him over.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I just snorted and I'm sorry. Ninja queen. What
1: the fuck is this podcast? What?
2: What the fuck is this podcast? I don't know. We'll get onto the subject eventually. Maybe. He's coming up to Scotland in a couple of days.
1: Yeah. I did think about play going, golf. I did think about going to one of the protests.
2: Yeah, it's Glasgow's going to be the biggest one, I think, up here. But there will be. They're some not. They're place. not going to let him anywhere near him. It's just going to be. Yeah. Although, actually, I did see a report today as well that the police um, officials are up in arms about the accommodation that's been provided for the... You know, they've had to put all these extra police on, they've had leave cancelled and stuff. They're basically putting them up in a sports hall on camp beds. Criminals that were arrested last night have got a better bed to sleep in than the the police that have had their leave cancelled and and done 12-hour shifts. They've (laughs) said that this was,
1: I think, equivalent to what would... to the resources that would be required if London was burning down.
2: I mean, can you imagine that? You've had your leave cancelled, you've been transported away from your family for a fucking idiot coming across it. Nobody wants here anyway. And then you're shown to your room for the night, which is a sports hall full of a couple of hundred camp beds. Yeah, (laughs) jeez. You'd be like, what?
1: (laughs) To be honest, if I was one of them, I'd go sod it, let the protesters have at him.
2: Well, that's... Then I'd probably be fired. They'll, I would imagine there'll be a lot of them that are doing the minimum amount possible to justify their presence there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we should probably get onto the subject. eventually. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, episode sixteen, we are talking about music today. Dum dum dum. Just uh, injecting a dramatic. You could actually add in like a stings there. I could because like I'll
2: every breath you take N-
3: not
1: that Oh, I wanted to share the up to this anyway because I think he's forgotten about it i m s l p oh jesus what
2: what are you doing
1: i'm making mistakes
2: i see i am... <laughs> just like you incompetent In- what
1: incompetent oh. they make like um royalty free music there we go. And this might be worth talking about anyway. But you could put, like, a sting in here because they have stings, so... Yeah. Go, go do right, that, right, please. Okay. All right, right, will do. We might use them in future, too. And they have all, like, the credit stuff in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, you are a musician yourself. Some would say. Well, you play professionally. Yeah. So that would make you a musician. Yeah. Would you like to talk
2: about that <laughs> what would you like to know
1: oh, great. i thought you'd just go off by yourself <clears throat> and i'm going to have to think of something to ask you
2: um music i i it's something i'm extremely passionate about obviously mm. um, it's it's amazing to me it's, as a musician it's it's been my whole kind of life really um <sighs> liquid mathematics Liquid what? Music, liquid mathematics. I'm
1: guessing that's just sort of doing maths without really everything thinking ab- about it that much. Sort of fluently.
2: Everything about uh, well, there's a quote from my favourite composer Gustav Mahler, which says that if a composer could say in words, uh, I'm paraphrasing, if a composer could say what he meant to say in words, he would not bother to write music it's it's not that exact yeah. phrase but um it's it's, it's quite weird it's, thinking about it's, it well it's basically it's just manipulation yeah. of um pressure waves in mathematically related ways and and it elicits emotion it's like that that's what
1: that acoustic theory is coming into use now. (laughs) What? That acoustic theory is coming into use now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is quite weird that we sort of... I wonder why uh, humans, from an evolutionary perspective, find certain sounds to be pleasant
2: together. Um, Well, there are specific frequencies which the human... Anatomy is um, tuned to um, kind of pick up on, especially, and and some of that comes down to survival. Um, Certain frequencies in the same kind of range of the the human voice, obviously, um, is an important communication kind of tool so the 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 sibilance of of consonants and stuff is a is a but it's it's interesting that um the frequency ranges that we pick up on are equivalent to birds tweeting and the reason for that would be because that this is one of the frequency ranges that we're particularly sensitive to is because um often if you were in the in the wild, in the forest, whatever, and you suddenly heard—you you had to pick up on it straight away. If you suddenly heard lots of birds tweeting, because it usually meant there was a predator nearby, because they were all taking flight, they were disturbed. But then,
1: by how so. does that transfer to symphonies?
2: Well, sym- symphonies will have developed along the, uh,
1: or even just sort of—I
2: mean, they are human-made, human so they would have d- developed. I mean, you're talking about harmony, yeah. About the relationships between different frequencies and how they interact with each other. Yeah, that's a massive subject.
1: Yeah, you'd have to ask someone that actually knows what they're talking about, which clearly isn't us.
2: Well, it kind of is, but I'm trying to think of it in layman's terms. I mean,
1: Google this.
2: You're talking. You're talking about when I said about liquid mathematics. You're talking about harmonic relationships, um, which, in its simplest form, means uh, you can see it in the rings around Saturn the stripes that are there um are over time the matter which is in those rings has gravitated towards particular distances from the planet yeah yeah and that's to do with harmonic resonance um so it's difficult to without trying to not to get too technical a harmonic relationship basically an octave which is the same note um Higher or lower. I don't really want to sing because I'm not a singer.
1: You have sung before,
2: though. So the, the distance of an octave, which is like from a C to a C... You'll do a better job is, than but, me. That, that's a sufficient explanation. From a C to a C, an octave leap is um, a doubling in the frequency of the sound wave. Right. So that's the, that's the simplest sort of harmonic... Um, relationship, if you like. Um, Right. As you get higher up the harmonic series, um, so so if you imagine a string um, on a violin or a guitar or whatever, when it's at its full length and it's what they call open, it'll maybe play an A. If you cut it in half, it'll play an A again, but it'll be an octave higher. And if you cut it in half again, it'll be an octave higher again. So as you get higher up but there are different things that happen with the intervals in between as well you'll recognize the sort of jumps
1: are uh sort of identical i guess to binary binary numbers and how each digit of that goes up because it is doubling each time do you think there's any correlation there
2: i don't know actually um I mean, binary is just a number system, isn't it? So, um, yeah. That but, does, I mean, it's a lot more complex that than does that because it reinforces a sort
1: of possibility of this being a simulation. It's
2: it, it's <laughs> a it's a lot more complicated than that simply because the timbre of an instrument, the tone quality of an instrument, is determined by the frequency content within it. So, if you've got like a violin and you play an A, you're not simply getting two hundred and twenty hertz or four hundred and forty hertz, which is the Current orchestral standard for an A um you're getting other qualities in there with different frequencies intermingling that give it its kind of tone quality if you like, so right um I
1: got a vot article because I was wondering why we actually like music, and apparently it's kind of a mystery it' just not really
2: that that is the emotions thing, isn't it <clears throat> um
1: yeah, ah. Because we're basically built to be pattern finders and that's how we've gotten this far.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Because it's just basically patterns then that is pleasing to us, I guess.
2: Now I can understand, I mean, like that whole idea that does blow my mind of like communicating emotions directly from a performer or a, or a composer to a listener using sound pressure waves. That's a kind of mind-blowing concept. But how does that... How did that actually kind of? Why why is it that specific frequencies, and specific arrangements of notes, elicit specific feelings? Um, that that That's is basically what I was saying. Yeah. But
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but why? I'm, I'm I'm asking you. I don't know. There's
1: an interesting thing, More actually. on specific, yeah, like, the specific feelings rather than just generally just, oh, that sounds nice. Like, you can have sad music, you can have uplifting music, you the, can...
2: There is an interesting um, phenomenon, um, which, when you look at the way that sound waves are translated by the inner ear and then converted... And the ossicles into electrical impulses that go through the auditory nerve to the brain. Basically, once they get past the mechanical bit of the ear, they are then, um, as I say, electrical impulses in the auditory nerve. Right. But the simple, because of that, the simple act of focusing on listening to a piece of music—if you've got a piece of music in the background—or and the, the difference between that and actually. Focusing and concentrating on that piece of music results in the fact that if you focus on a piece of music, it does actually sound different
3: Mm.
2: to your brain than if it's just in the background. Because the feedback mechanism in the brain reinforces the electrical impulses that are... Is that like the sort of two halves thing where... Well, it's not exactly
1: two halves, I guess, but... So the more conscious half, and then the sort of background, sort of working away, without the sort of subconscious half and the
2: conscious half. I guess I don't know how it works, um, but I mean, it's, I suppose it makes sense in that if if you're concentrating on anything like a math math problem or whatever, it's well, there's it's one a that's more based
1: on it? sort of focus and logic, from what I understand, mm. and one that's more impulsive. I don't know. That's probably not like solid silent science,
2: but what is music as well? Sound. What about three minutes thirty-three, four minutes thirty-three? Is it which one is it? It's something minutes thirty-three. John Cage.
1: What what are you on about?
2: John Cage, four minutes thirty-three.
1: I have no idea what you're on about.
2: Well, we'll take a break and we will watch John Cage's four minutes thirty-three.
1: But it's 7 minutes 45.
2: Yeah, but that'll be the performance, including the person coming up to perform it as well. Okay, we'll, we'll watch this watch well,
1: There's one. three minutes extra
2: <laughs> of that. Okay, um, it can be performed on any instruments. So we'll look at this one. Ah, uh, that
1: one's 4 minutes 34. Yeah, we'll look at this one.
2: Okay. So it's probably this. So like we'll see you in 4 YouTube. minutes 33 seconds. So it's essentially the sound You can buy it on CD. And it costs £4.33. What a
1: fucking idiot would buy that. <laughs> oh, it's modern art.
2: You could just sit down for that amount of time and get but, the same experience. Well, well, it's quite funny, though. I, this, apparently this was performed when I was at music college. This was performed... Uh, I, I didn't see it, but I was told that there was a performance of it by one of the students there. And it, he performed it on French horn. And he came in and performed the first movement. It hasn't started yet. I'm pretty sure it has. No, it hasn't. It's about to start.
1: Seeing as it is pretty much silence, then you could actually include this in the thing. He hasn't
2: brought them in yet.
1: Brought them in yet.
2: Or maybe he has. I don't know. Imagine if you sneezed in the audience just now. He's trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> um, yeah, the guy that performed it at college, he came in and, and did the first movement. And, and then when it got to the second movement, he put the mute in his French horn for the second oh, yeah. movement and then took it out again for the third movement. So... We're, I'm probably not going to cut this out because we've been talking through most of it so this is not actually 4 minutes 33 we're watching 4 minutes 33 now um, but anyway yeah is that music John Cage is a famous composer um, and he wrote it as a piece of music and it's being performed at the Barbican here that we're watching by like, the London I wouldn't Symphony exactly Orchestra.
1: call it music no just so, so you don't call shitting on a canvas art.
2: So does that mean then that silence doesn't have a place in music? Stop asking me difficult questions.
1: Silence does because it's part of like the rhythm, I guess.
2: So that there is a function for silence in music. Um Yeah. So where do you draw the line? Because we were always talking about grey areas. Where do you draw the line between when the function of silence... (laughs) He just mopped his brow in between movements. Where the function of silence oversteps a musical um, device, if you like. When Um, does silence become non-musical?
1: I guess when it's this.
2: <laughs> so, four minutes 32 would still be music then. No,
1: but. Just, it has to actually have sound in it, I guess. Like, intended sound.
2: Right. So, um. So there is.
1: Uh. Just, I think there's a sort of music that. I don't know, there was this thing, I've forgotten who did it, I think it was Boy in a Band, I've talked about him before I think. Uh, Basically it was uh, they, they had a guest on and each of them make up five real instances of something and, well not make up five real, have five real instances of something and have and make up the other five,
3: mm.
1: and then see if they can guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. Yeah. Uh, in this case, they did it with styles of music and came up with a little description for it. I can't remember. There was one that was like, oh, uh, it's just basically the wind passes through this horn, so mm. it's different every time you play.
2: Mm. So,
1: I can't remember if that was real or right. not.
2: Th- this refers back to one of our previous... Um, topics but oh, this, this is this is a published piece of music isn't it yeah i guess so how would you enforce copyright on this
1: i guess you couldn't i don't know i guess the sort of idea of it might be copyrighted of just releasing a so maybe the piece whole of
2: concept of this is about challenging definitions I know, in in essence, it's it's silence, and it's but that that's kind of the thing about shitting on the canvas thing. It's it's about challenging I preconceptions. Guess it makes a statement, but yeah. in the end of the day, I'm not putting this on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> but funnily enough, I have listened to Nirvana's Nevermind album um, while waiting for a train and listened through the whole. I think it's like 12 or 13 minutes of silence before the hidden track. And during that time, deliberately, and during that time, I have specifically listened to all the ambient background noises that are going on around me and focused on them, concentrated on really experiencing them. Because there's so much stuff going on in the background in everyday life that you block most of it out.
1: I just had the best idea. What? I just had the best idea. What? The end of the podcast.
2: We're going to have a hidden track.
1: Just have five minutes of absolute, f- four minutes thirty-three of absolute silence. Should
2: shall we, shall we perform four minutes thirty-three at Should the you? end of our podcast? Sure.
1: Excellent. I mean, we don't have to actually wait out that time. We could just make a witty comment and then edit in a gap there
2: where we but, just... Yeah, but people would be able to tell that we were just putting a freeze frame on, wouldn't we? Wouldn't they? Well, we should watch, actually perform But we, we don't care about video people, do we? You have no
1: artistic integrity. integrity. Fine, we'll wait out the minutes.
2: How how good a performer are you, though? Musically, could you perform four minutes I, though, I, I, d- don't, know I, <laughs> I don't
1: know if I could. I don't know but I... I'd probably crack a few smiles. Oh. Yeah, it
2: is. Yeah, but cracking a smile doesn't make any noise. Yeah, but I might... That might And how will we know when we've gone and on to, like to the second movement and the third movement? This is a bit silly, isn't it?
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we might do that, but just don't um overdo it. <laughs> don't get a no. whole
2: orchestra in and then not not like four those. minutes thirty-four. Sometimes <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Um, Don't say fucking sometimes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have a whiskey. Fuck it. Um, so, music. <laughs> have I gotten that bad? Yeah, I, I actually. Oh, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to start waxing lyrical. I was holding back a little bit because. Waxing lyrical? Uh, yeah, I'm going to start giving. The, as a, just to give you an idea of what music means to me as a musician, it's the nearest thing. I, I have on, actually on my Facebook profile, I have my religion down as musician what you that you religion the, on your facebook profile well there's a space for if you've got a religion mm-hmm. um and i i i mean it's it's kind of tongue in cheek but it's i i in the space where it says religious views i put musician because it's the nearest thing i've got to Do simply because sound <laughs> well simply because if you think about it um the the thing about the rings around saturn that I was talking about is an example of um, harmonic resonance. And and if you think about the movement of the planets in space and the development of the universe, if you like, right from the, the Big Bang, everything is harmonically related. And there's, there's a brilliant two-part programme, um, which was on the BBC, um, which I think was called... The Physics of Sound, it was called... You, I think you watched some of the first one with me, possibly, but possibly. there was a part of that that was looking into the, um, like the, the the sounds that come out of volcanoes and stuff like that. But there, there was also a thing about yeah, a project where they that. where they actually um, worked out that 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 there is something which escapes from black holes, and that is sound. All right, because if you think about it, sound isn't a physical. A single physical thing it's yeah. a wave well so it doesn't is there to... any air to
1: vibrate through then
2: no but there doesn't need to be if the matter which is um being pulled into the black hole is vibrating as it goes in it passes those vibrations outwards. I mean, we're talking about over yeah. eons of time. You know, we're talking about millennia that for for the smallest kind of right. So you know, it's like th- if it was an actual note, it would be ridiculous. You know, stupidly low. It would be like a frequency of like almost an infinitely small number of hertz, if you like. But it does emanate. There are th- there are sounds that emanate from. Volcanoes, planets. Um, so basically, what I'm trying to say is that the the universe itself is, in essence, a symphony to me. Um, and what amazes me about it is that the way the universe has developed is basically the harmonic um, results of the Big Bang that have eventually, over the lifetime of the universe, resulted in. The complex beings that we are now, which that, are a part of the universe and are creating music.
1: Does that mean that the universe is kind of a symphony?
2: Yeah, to me, that's what it is. There's, um, there's, uh, there's also very interesting, talking about symphonies in particular, Oh, I'm just getting into a band, Symphony X. I'm I'm getting very prog metal at the moment. I've, I've been trying to explore, because Dream Theatre are a favourite band of mine. I've been trying to explore different um, bands that are kind of like them, and I've just come across Symphony X, and they're astonishingly good. Um, anyway, I digress. Yeah, uh, there was a four-part series <laughs> like on you. the history of the symphony by a guy called Howard Goodall, who is a an amazingly... Um, intelligent musician but also quite funny as well um that that he write he writes a lot of tv theme tunes but he's done a four-part series on the history of the symphony and it's really interesting some of the correlations and connections that he makes between the influences that music and specifically the history of the symphony itself have had on historical um events and cultures um and how revolutionary all of that kind of development was at the time. But he puts it a lot better than I possibly could, so I'm not going to try, but I'll, I'll put a link to that. If if it's available online, I'll put a link to that up as well. i mm-hmm. been talking a lot about the sort of
1: general concept of music, I guess, um, both in its physical manifestation of what it actually is and our biological need for a perception of it I guess how we, why and how we perceive it I
3: guess mm.
1: doesn't make any sense but I just wanted to talk a little bit about how influential and you were sort of uh, talking about that in regards to history, how influent, uh, influential music can be on the world And people in general.
2: Um, Well, immediately when you say that, um, a song comes to mind. um, To my mind. What's that? Imagine by John Lennon.
1: Yes. Uh, What episode was it you were talking about? Um, What's his face from Pink Floyd? Roger Waters. Was that Brexit?
2: No, no, no. no. He was talking about um, ISIS, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: but what episode would the bat been in? Don't know. War? Maybe. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, because the the wall had a lot of connections with war, and he's he's very much he's I suppose he's like the equivalent of a war poet, but in music. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, okay, that's an interesting point. Do you think poetry is music?
2: Um, no, I think it's poetry. But I, I, it has musical qualities to it. Um, it has rhythm, yeah. and it has—I don't know—because because I, th- th- cause rap is fairly established as a as a musical form, and that's kind of
1: it tends horrific. to have musical elements behind it, though with instruments. I think, yeah, it's quite rare to just get someone uh, just. Rapping without anything else there. That's true, yeah. As an actual uh, song.
2: So there would be certain elements there has to be... um Is there a definition of music? I mean, most well, people would think that it has to have rhythm, it has to have pitch.
1: Vocal or instrumental sound, or both, combined in such a way as reduced Beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion.
2: Quite a limiting... Because, I mean, avant-garde music um, really stretches that definition. Um, I mean, there, yeah. there's there's uh, some Malcolm Arnold stuff, mm. 20th century stuff. I guess where that's why I wouldn't call actually,
1: 4 Minutes 33 music.
2: Okay, but there there are all sorts of things that push the boundaries of that definition that aren't just silence. Um, There's Malcolm Arnold stuff where there are parts scored in the, in the music for tuned vacuum cleaners and transistor radios tuned to a particular frequency, Um, which obviously means that every performance is going to be different because those frequencies are going to be picking up different things at different times. Um, I would call that maybe experimental in nature. Yeah, um, definitely. But then that's how the boundaries. I mean, you know, some of the music that we listen to nowadays, if if people had heard that, say, three or four hundred years ago, would that have seemed as alien to them as a lot of the stuff that's pushing the boundaries now does to us? In three or four hundred years, will stuff like that sound like music to people because they've got more used to I think a wider definition? It would have sounded
1: more alien in the past especially with the vacuum cleaner because it wouldn't have been invented Mm. (laughs) Uh, and generally I I guess at the time Beethoven I think was considered quite um, was it Beethoven or Mozart that was considered quite um, experimental I guess or like rebellious to the norm of music then
2: I think yeah I think all the greats that survive uh, tend to push the boundaries um but it's it's getting the yeah, balance is in isn't the same it, vein of that and- there's a YouTuber
1: Andrew Huang Who Andrew Huang Huang I don't know H U A N G hmm. uh and he makes sort of Usually, fairly experimental stuff, including making music out of Donald Trump's sniff.
2: Yeah, you can do anything with samples. Um, yeah, so there's also... Would you
1: consider that sort of stuff, music?
2: You know, we get, we're, we're at the point now where AI can write music. You know, you can feed in the elements of uh, the perfect or the most, you know, a a guaranteed successful pop hit and an AI can churn one out. Yeah. Um, Pretty
1: competently too.
2: Yeah. But when you think of music as the uh, communication of emotion, what is that saying? What is that doing? Where is the emotion coming from there? If there is any. Um, Does that mean that AI... Can convey emotion,
1: can communicate emotion. Yeah, I mean, so why not? Why not? Indeed, we're probably we're basically just fleshy computers anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a weird very
1: Yeah, I thought this would be like a nice, happy break from all the crime and UK politics and all that shit. But now we've just gone completely,
2: really cheesy. But have you heard of a song called "Music" by John Miles? No, it is it is pretty cheesy. But the the lyrics of it sum up how I feel about music. Would you like to have a listen? Would you like to have a break and listen? Oh, sure. It's uh, it is cheesy. But yeah, go and have a listen to John Miles' music if you don't know it already. And Patreon listeners, you can enjoy it along with us. Anyway, that was uh, we had a break there. We listened to music by John Miles, which I'm is not listening that's to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what can I yeah, say? I think you're just looking for excuses to listen to music you like. Nah, no, no, no. I meant that the last one, but uh, I just uh, one thing I would like to. Well, I did want to bring up was I. Th- I do think that possibly um, it's an underappreciated form. I do it does worry me um that music isn't um considering the benefits the mental health benefits of cuz it's 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 highly unusual for a a professional musician to suffer from stuff like dementia and alzheimer's later in life right and that's specifically because of the um the pathways in the brain that are that are exercised when practicing and performing and and you know it's it's a mental discipline and it keeps all of that stuff active when you're performing so i think it it's it's very be, performing music and practicing music and being musical is a huge benefit yeah i
1: mean i think a lot of people forget just how much it how much of a part it plays in the day-to-day life.
2: yeah that's what i was gonna say it, it's an impossible thing to achieve, but if, if if people, if somebody could make it possible to try to go a whole week without hearing or listening to any music, I think you would appreciate just how, like if you how big a part it plays in life. Watch any
1: film and just took away the music, most of the impact would be gone and it yeah. would just be pretty boring.
2: Mm. It's almost like uh, it's, it's there to guide the emotions of the viewer, isn't it? It's yeah. There to provide the atmosphere. And
1: I did want to talk a little bit about the sort of, sometimes you do get songs that specifically try and uh, make a political message. Manning Street Preachers. Uh okay. <laughs> Just, Just sprang into my mind.
2: Yeah. Right. Meant they
1: like Imagine. Yeah. I do have a couple of examples of that.
2: There's uh, there's all the punk stuff from the seventies, sex pistols.
1: Yeah, that was quite um influential and scared a lot of there's people then message. because it made that sort of message that they didn't like yeah. to be rebels.
2: That is one, one good thing about um bad situations. Um that it produces great art
1: yeah war it's kind of funny at the peak of the cold war when everyone was panicking and shit just the 80s music
2: was absolutely mental
1: that was well as uh, the fashion <laughs> at the
2: time we thought it was a bit shit but but actually if we go back and listening to it now it's like actually you know um
1: brilliant stuff and there's a lot of good stuff that's like, come
2: out of the uh, as a response to the whole 9/11 thing. You know, there are bands yeah. that have formed because of that. But um, I
1: don't. I, I don't really like pop these days. Pop. Occas- occasionally, there'll be a song that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's alright, I guess. And maybe I'll go back later and go, oh yeah, that wasn't actually quite so bad. It was just because it is pop, popular, it gets overplayed so much Mm. and then it just it's like this isn't fun anymore I'm just listening to the same song it's like radio stations that just because I get a taxi to school and the driver will put on the radio and like in the morning I'll have this song on and then in the afternoon it's like I thought they played that song earlier and they're Um, just repeating shit well do you know what I think the trouble and then they'll do that the exact same schedule usually the next day and we'll just be listening to the same song at well, they the have same a playlist, the
2: don't they? They have a they are, have a, a weekly playlist.
1: But are they just putting that on for the entire week?
2: Pretty much, yeah. Each week there's a playlist. Um,
1: Jesus, that's lazy.
2: And it's, it's agreed at meeting. But this is a pop industry. I mean, specifically for music that's intended to be popular, it has to be instantly... It has to have, like, a hook that you can instantly kind of... Yeah. Understand it and stuff. I get much more out of music that I have to work at and listen to several times, and then you start to get it, and then you start to get you get a whole lot more out of it. You know, stuff. Mm. This is why I like prog metal because there
1: is a song, it takes some work. One of the songs that I was going to talk about that makes a political message that I did have to listen to several times to sort of get the feel of it and uh, appreciate it for its musical value, other than its political message and it's relatively recently uh charles Gambino, i think uh rapper uh real name donald glover played lando in the solo
2: i was going to say i'm sure i've heard movie. that name yeah.
1: yeah did i say it was called this is america
2: maybe i did there was a band in um i don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s so what you need to say Populita itself
1: no idea what you're talking about. That
2: that was the name of a, a band. It was called Pop Will Eat Itself. I mean, okay. you were talking about pop music earlier. Ah, you? right. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that does uh, immediately uh, make me think of something which ties back into... Uh, right, okay, so Queen were one of my all-time favourite bands Like when I was growing up. And one of the things that Roger Taylor mentions in one of the interviews, talking about the whole, um, when the in the documentaries that are talking about the whole development of the, the the pop video, if you like, was that it is the visuals uh, uh, becoming just as much a part of the whole sort of art process, if you like, and almost sometimes more important than the music itself. And he he thought that maybe it was sometimes to the detriment of the music. I'm not sure I re- I uh, agree with that, but this is kind of One of the things that I really like about uh, musical theatre is, uh, and and it's the same with kind of videos that go along with songs, this is right back to, uh, you've heard of Wagner. Yeah. Um, He he was really into something, uh, a concept which is called, which is basically uh, total art, which is um, that music... Uh, for him, was it wasn't just about the music; it was about a complete something that incorporated all the art forms. Um, and, and in his era, and in the musical theatre era, it was about sort of uh, you know, there's the costume, there's the performance, there's a performing arts thing, there's the dance, there's the the visuals. the The whole thing is all wrapped up together in a in a in a performance, which is. Total art, it's got poetry, it's got music, it's got dance, it's got um, theatre, it's got music. I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: but date, you know what I mean? Carl, Carl, <laughs> this is what I'm just remembering just a minute when you uh, set, set, we're talking about boys' names or something, and you said <laughs> Carl twice
2: <laughs> like a really short amount of time, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I was saying about Alzheimer's and performing musicians. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that's a you're a twat. <laughs> I'm not just a twat. I'm many other things too. <laughs> oh, I see.
1: Earlier, we were actually going to be recording Scotland Yard Part Two, but I just decided to set up a podcast because I was going to have notes prepared and shit, but I didn't get round to it. Because I
2: thought we'd be recording on Sunday. <laughs> Evidently. Absolute tosspot. <laughs> Don't talk about your dad like that. Uh has been a bit random, hasn't it, this one?
1: Yeah, maybe. All <laughs> oh, free, fire, and end. Jazzy. Jazz. Oh, yeah, that was a good segue, wasn't it?
2: Jazz. Excellent album by Queen nineteen seventy seven oh, yeah. uh one of their best albums actually um anyway uh yeah jazz there's so there's too much to talk about with music it's yeah. such a wide i mean i'm thinking like the film whiplash, the big band sort of jazz sound there's fusion there's like oh yeah I there's can... so much stuff okay i'll get the I'll get the other s- song I was talking about do you believe- hijacked this what you've hijacked this playlist malarkey.
1: How have I hijacked this? Book? You're
2: about to play another song.
1: Well, you played two. Oh, I know. Yeah. one of them was silence, but
2: oh yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't count. That was about a concept, not a.
1: Mine are about concepts too. This is another one that um. Guess you're thinking. Uh, I believe you have heard this. It's called "Look at the Elephant." It's by a British rapper called. Damble. Do you like rap? I like interesting rap. Right. I don't listen to, like, Drake and shit. But, um... I don't even know. I don't even it, know. Exactly. That That's
2: how... I've Nathan Drake. No. Drake's a pretty popular rapper. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: I've never listened to it as far as I know. He might be on, like, radio stations and shit. Hmm. Um yeah this is he general danble generally does sort of gaming raps he also did you No know, Cube's fiend tune before he uh got rid of it uh and but occasionally he'll do something more political uh like telling the n s a to fuck off whatever this one's called look at the elephant and it's generally just talking about uh ways to get you thinking about what you actually believe about yourself and about the world. It's interesting.
2: I think that, that just, I mean, that's an example of that just sums it up. as kind of <laughs> music gives you the opportunity to say anything and have people listen. Because yeah. how much of what, what he was saying there would anyone bother listening to if he was just saying it? I don't know it's it's people will listen if you if you put some if you say something with music people will listen even if they don't know they're listening and I think that's the power of it I think it's one of the most powerful weapons in, in changing um, perception and changing people's views because it's a stealth weapon do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, how many people you can't measure it, but how many people will have considered the possibility that there is no God because of the single line in John Lennon's "Imagine"? Imagine no religion. No, was it imagine? Um, In fact, it's even that, it doesn't say that. It's just like an afterthought. It just says, and no religion too. It's like a throwaway line. But that gets embedded in your subconscious. And how many people, because of that, get into their subconscious from some song that they didn't really pay much attention to at the time. It was a really good song, yeah, it was really successful. But you didn't sort of think, hang on a minute, this guy's challenging the establishment here. Mm. Or maybe they did, I don't know, in the 60s, maybe they did. But it is a throwaway line and it means so much, you know?
1: There are probably other songs that have influenced people in that way in regards to religion Mm. that are quite popular, too.
2: Nightwish do a lot of that, don't they?
1: Yeah, they actually had Richard Dawkins do uh an introduction for a lot of their songs or an outro for a lot of the that songs whole album was basically
2: album. like uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: basically just fuck you um, evolution is true
2: yeah it was ba- it was basically a, a propaganda machine for well not propaganda but it was a, yeah. it was a publicity machine for for um science what's his name Richard dawkins no the the guy that wrote the origin of species Darwin. Yeah, that's the one. I knew it began with a D and had N in it as <laughs> you well. You got the name Charles Darwin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are a twat.
1: i that a drunk. I don't drink very often. It's that your justification.
2: <laughs> I don't need <mean> justification.
1: <laughs> I'm judging you now. But I don't care. <laughs> Clearly.
2: I... What? I like music. I think we go with that. <laughs> oh, shall I show my cup? Why? Um, I'll, I'll have to read it out as well.
1: Yeah, because the camera's not going to pick up very well, especially on our fucking podcast. <laughs> a
3: listener.
2: Yeah, so I'm showing it to the camera just now, and I will read it out to the podcast. This is my favourite mug. It is. It says on it, the finest... It's actually total bollocks, but it says on it, the finest talented and composed musician. Here to play. Music gives you soul. I've got an instrument and I'm not afraid to use it. Uwe, missus, fnaf, It doesn't say, Uwe, missus, fnaf, I said what that.
1: What does that even mean?
2: What, fnaf, Yeah. Finbar Saunders and his double entendres. V- <laughs> Viz. <laughs> what the fuck? You don't... I can't believe you don't read Viz. Finbar Saunders in his double entendres. It's a comic strip. It's basically a guy that sees rude... Um, meaning in everything. I feel like I said. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> an eternal teenager. So, like you, then? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Peter Pan.
1: What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Whiplash. Do you want to talk about that? Whiplash. That is. Well,
2: f- yeah, excellent film. Absolutely. It's a mm-hmm. film.
1: We're not going to make you watch the whole film if you don't want to.
2: But well, do if, if, fucking watch it if you haven't seen can it.
1: Can we technically? How how would we link? Would we link to that on IMDb?
2: How yeah, I think it, I think it might be on Netflix. But I'll, I'll link to it on IMDb, right. and people can find it wherever they wish. Yeah. Um. But it 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 won. Um. I mean, one of the main characters who plays the um the music professor, if you like. Um He is a complete and utter asshole, and whether or not you agree with his approach is up for debate. But it, it is, yeah. There's some excellent music in it, and it does, it does pass comment on what it takes to be the best. He basically straight up abuses his students to try
1: and get them to be as at their very best, mm.
2: and. You know whether or not you agree with that approach is debatable. Um, I personally don't, but um, the the guy won an Oscar for the performance that he put in. Yeah, uh, as that professor. Um, we won't spoil
1: it, it too much, but um, it's really good. It yeah, it does make a lot of comment on the effect that that does have on people, and I remember. Uh, when after watching it uh saying to you something along the lines of how and why would anyone think that that's a good idea mm. and you said it's um draws a similarity to how some musicians push themselves
2: yeah and and you'd get the same sort of thing with um top performing athletes you know i mean you to get to the very top of any field, you have to you have to become obsessed by it to the point where you, you yeah. have no conception anymore of whether or not it's actually doing you harm. You know, when that obsession becomes everything, when the obsession to be the best at what you do takes over every aspect yeah. of your well, life. To be
1: the best at something, you don't necessarily need to be obsessed with being the best at it, you just need to...
2: But Perhaps how do you
1: have an obsession with that thing? How do you keep tabs on
2: whether or not you're either being abused by whoever's driving you, or you're abusing yourself by overdriving yourself to that level of perfection? You know, I know.
1: it's kind of. I know if how, you do you, feel, how do you keep
2: sane? Basically. I think no. If you feel
1: to where the top people, you do have to push yourself, but they don't push themselves to that level. Like in science, you don't have people abusing themselves to. No, be but the it, top there because generally in that sort of environment, the idea of being the top isn't really necessary. But I think in, about any, the whole in any in any field, the,
2: the more successful you get and the higher you get in that field, the more the more pressure yeah. there is. And I think it is that's what it boils down to. It's about dealing with pressure.
1: And I guess with things like music and sport, where it is definitely quite competitive, hmm. then. Um, and you that can, is more likely to happen.
2: And you can you can inj- you know you can harm yourself in terms of I've I've known violinists that have ended up getting tendonitis when they're at music college because they're practicing for hours and hours and hours every day, and they've then had to give up playing for months to recover. And you get that with athletes, you know, it's like you can't, yeah, you you can push yourself so hard that you actually end your own career, you know, yeah is keep a perspective because you've got you've got to have a certain amount of obsession to lock yourself away in a room on your own and practice for hours and hours on end to, to be that good mm. how do you keep a tab on reality and what is reality
1: Jesus has gotten deep
2: <laughs> wow i <I've> got deep <laughs> we haven't done that for ages
1: yeah we said that was going to be our catchphrase and it's just like it keeps coming back. occasionally it's just a occasional sort of... Hello,
2: I'm still <laughs> <laughs> here. Wow, that got deep. Hello, I'm still here. We should have a t-shirt that says, "Well, wow, that got deep on the front. And hello, I'm still here on the back. Or the other that way around. That would be really difficult to explain to literally
1: anyone. anyone. It's like, what did your t-shirt say? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking dad. Breaking bollocks. They'd be like, What? <laughs> Yeah, when we do eventually get sense. round to making that, Mr. Orbiter. Oh, yeah, I've got so much on.
2: Uh, I, I, it's I, the
1: holidays. You it's not
2: yourself. my fucking holidays. I've got <laughs> stuff to you put on eBay. I've got really well, angry at me. <laughs> I don't get a holiday. You don't have to put my everything My boss is an arse.
1: It's you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you won't talking, give me any time off. <laughs> And that sort of fits in with pushing yourself,
2: I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I get bored if I'm not yeah doing stuff. Yeah, I know. I, but I, the, it does actually. If we're going to be winding up soon, it does bring me down to. No, I'm really enjoying. To talk about. <laughs> no, I'm really enjoying doing this, and I, I want to do more and more of this channel. Do you want to talk briefly about our music preferences? Okay.
1: So I have said that I'm. Did I, I? can't remember if you just kept cutting me off, so I didn't actually get a chance to say anything. But I'm generally I not do it again. a fan of today's uh,
2: pop music. I don't actually know much about it because it, where, I don't listen to the radio much. Well, I don't listen to the radio. At a all, lot really. of it is just like For years. The, the sort of thing that video. you would
1: imagine to be there ridiculously over the top.
2: Been shit. Pop music has it. I don't know.
1: Bohemian Rhapsody was pop at its time, wasn't it?
2: It challenged things a huge amount. It nearly didn't get released because it was too long. Um, it was revolutionary.
1: Yeah. So uh, there did... are things.
2: I think pop music, but <clears throat> there's always has been good. I think you're maybe talking about a specific core kind of standard because there's always exceptions. Even yes, when, even back in the eighties, when there was a lot of, I mean, I suppose in the seventies it would have been kind of disco stuff. Eighties it, it all turned very electronic, but all the time there was always rock going on.
1: Yes, but like, yeah, but rock was a lot more influential than right now. I guess rock is. An influence of it, because it influenced from the past, I guess, but it's not really... I it, think it's
2: a lot more diversity now.
1: There's not, though. Not in pop music. There's,
2: But are you talking about pop music as a style or as a definition of how well it sells?
1: Well, I guess pop music is defined by how well it sells, generally, but... um. This has been scientifically done. Music nowadays is generally uses the same, more of the same chord progressions, the same melodies. I just don't
2: listen to that stuff. Even the same, but
1: yeah, I know you don't listen to it.
2: You don't have to, though.
1: Yeah, but sometimes I have to put up with other people listening to it.
2: Do you? Why? Yeah.
1: <laughs> because it's a bit weird to say, oh yeah, that's a bit shit, and then just get the person to stop listening to it because then they'll be really.
2: It's a weird thing though, because.
1: It <laughs> basically means. Well, Obviously,
2: being in a. Aside from the social factor.
1: I just hate disco because they play shit music. I, I, I usually have, end up standing awkwardly around the side, not I've, talking to anyone anyway.
2: I have found it interesting as a musician that be, obviously being in a function band, wedding band type thing, um, from time to time I have to learn new songs that are fairly relevant and stuff. Um, and the sort of songs that I would have found really naff and not really listened to. and When I start working out the keyboard part for it and writing it down and learning to play it, it becomes a lot more stimulating than I would expect it to in a lot of cases. Stuff like, for instance, I would have never listened to um, something like um, Uptown Funk. Uh, But that
1: just annoys me if it's on.
2: And that that would fit into the pop music category, although it's more... um, but the thing... I, I wouldn't listen to it, but I do find it more stimulating to perform when I realise what makes it up musically there is. I think is. That, that
1: effort does go into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so why not for just, the most part, they're not just throwing it together in an afternoon.
2: So when when do you actually have to listen to the music that, that annoys you?
1: Uh, well, there was a particularly annoying thing. I remember when moving up to secondary... Because quite often they just packed you into the hall Mm. to keep you there whilst they're telling you shit or whilst they're figuring out where you're meant to be next. They just played, like, pop music through the speakers. it fucking annoyed me. And also just generally annoying people just start singing pop songs randomly. Yeah. I'm just like I hate you. Fuck off! <laughs> I just get really annoyed at people. I think it's people that are the problem.
2: Okay, I think we can generally accept that with most of the things I'm talking about. I sound really weird. So, what are you into then, musically?
1: I have a really weird set of music preferences. <laughs> I think because literally on my, I have like a big playlist of. I think it's over 200 songs. Ever expanding. Possibly about 300 songs, actually.
2: It remember. is quite a mix.
1: Yeah. Literally, uh, on one of the things you have, I'm in the mood for dancing, which is uh sort of 70s disco thing. Which Very you,
2: much pop of the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's not that I don't like pop. It's just like I don't like pop now, and I yeah. don't see how that could age into being like a sort of thing it's like oh yeah we hated it at the time but now we realise it's brilliant
2: but that, that that's a similar kind of I'm not saying that it's different nowadays but like back in the 80s I used to think Duran Duran was just shit but you go back to listen to it now and it's like actually that's really good stuff there's a couple of bands that I'm like
1: they're quite popular but I don't actually know any of their songs Oasis I've only heard one song of theirs really? as far as I know that I would actually be able to recognise as theirs, and it's yeah. only because it was directly pointed out because it was in music that we were listening to an example of it.
3: Yeah.
1: But Duran Duran, I wouldn't be able to name a single song.
2: Hmm. It's weird, that man. annoys me. Well. When stuff... Uh, that that reminded me when you said that, and I don't know if it was this song that you were talking about, but um, I remember my brother, who's a teacher, putting on... um. Imagine by John Lennon in class once, and one of the kids in his class accusing them of of um, accusing John Lennon of ripping off Oasis. (laughs) When was that
1: song made?
2: What Imagine. Yeah, I uh, I, I know, know though it would have been definitely
1: before Oasis because John Lennon died before they were even abandoned. I'm, I'm, as far I'm as tempted I know. to say
2: 1980, but that's when John Lennon was shot, wasn't it? Uh, certainly late it. 70s. I'll look it
1: up. I saw 70 something. Take away
2: 71. 71 is it that old? Really? I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, what you what's mean? the song? The Oasis song that that has the exact quote in the uh, as the intro. Look inside the eye of your mind. I have no idea. I don't... Like I said, I've, could I could only... Don't look been... back in anger. Right. It's the, yeah, Oasis. The, the intro is an exact copy of the piano intro from Imagine. And... Yeah. But... Um, but having said that, I was quite surprised to hear that The I, I Great was, Pretender by Freddie Mercury was a cover.
1: I was in the middle of talking about something. Yeah, but I we talked It was just Kobe. completely tangent off. Yeah. Anyway, point <laughs> it's is... It's annoying, isn't there's, it? There's I'm In The Mood For Dancing, and then the next song on that is, I think it's... Oh, what's it called? Don't know. You want A Battle, Here's A War by Bullet For My Valentine, which is very much in the category of heavy metal.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then and then you'll be, like, sort of anthem from chess or something. Or yeah. Or something from Hamilton. It's
1: generally musicals, 80s, 70s, possibly 90s pop or rock, mm-hmm. uh, classic rock and heavy metal. The exception to that possibly being Muse, because they can't really be defined as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, like, uh, a couple of, I guess, emo stuff, like uh, my Chemical Romance.
2: I can't. I can't, in all conscience, say that any music is crap because I, I, I know at times in the past I've had particular kinds of music that I don't really R and B. I didn't used to rate at all. Although now I know that there are some good R and B songs. I think it's really about quality with because that you can get a good. You can get good music like, in any genre. Like you say R and B, but I couldn't actually.
1: Like if you played me an R&B song, I couldn't actually define that in my mind separately yeah. from other stuff. Like, well, the, rhythm there is and that. bass. Loads of things no, feature rhythm, rhythm, rhythm and blues, rhythm and blues. Yeah. Okay. Well, loads of things have blues influence. Rock has yeah. blues influence. That that's one and one quite lots well, of stuff has rhythm.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a central P- part of pigeonholing me. things is is not worthwhile to me, and I think Pigeon that rolling. that so a lot of the best musicians challenge that by like you mentioned muse you know when they first came out they were could quite easily have been labeled as a kind of an emo kind of rock yeah metal outfit but they've done but sometimes done they'll like, just
1: come out with really different kind of songs like sometimes done they'll dubstep do, stuff you know it's yeah like, <laughs> but they do it well and i think mm. any style can be good as long as it's performed well and without all the bullshit repetition and i good mean re- music defies repetition definition. is good with good for music like with riffs and stuff, but just repeating the same thing over and over again gets really boring
2: there's a there's a very fine line: good music uses repetition well um but it then Takes you by surprise at exactly the right moment. Yeah, it's that
1: exact mix between familiarity Mm. and surprise. Yeah. Which I may have quoted from somewhere because that sounds quite familiar to me.
2: Are you surprised?
1: Not really. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a TED talk or something.
2: No, I think I might have said it actually. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. There's the surprise. We're getting to play ourselves. <laughs> Let's just Coda. Coda? Coda. Coda. What? Coda is the final section of a piece of music.
1: Oh, I wanted to talk about why I oh, Jesus. I like I'll let you get onto that soon enough. What Jesus? No fuck's sake. The coda thing, whatever. Um the reason Shit,
2: it's twenty five past midnight. Yeah,
1: because you decided to record at fucking ten.
2: <laughs> I was cleaning the bathroom.
1: Yeah, because you decided to be a chores man. <laughs> what, what was were
3: you I going to say?
1: This is the most just bullshit laid-back podcast I think. Well, not laid-back, but just a bit random and sporadic. I'm, I'm getting to worry that we're making a trend of us just. We're up
2: to an hour and three quarters now, nearly.
1: Yeah. We thought the
2: Brexit podcast was going to be like. Really this is why we need to go live stream.
1: Yeah, but that's a fair. F-
2: yeah, we'll sort it though at some point. So, how are we gonna? How are we gonna bring this to a close? Because I think we need to. So. No. Um, <laughs> are you blaming me for it getting longer?
1: No, I need. I need to talk. <laughs> What was I on about?
2: Oh, I've completely nice. lost my train of thought because
1: you've just gone oh, right. oh, look at the time! Blame oh, look at this me. section of music. Oh, <laughs> Blame look at me! They. Blame me! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! What we talked about? Oh
2: no! <laughs> I'll just perform John Cage for you. Hang on. What is see Are we going to still do that at the end? No, I can't be asked. I can. Can you? Okay. Let's do it. All
1: right. Well, not we... now. <laughs> I was going to talk about. Right. It was why I. Get a I... stopwatch Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's why I like some. <laughs> particular kinds of music with. It's. The way that they convey. I started in me. looking at my phone. Do you Sorry. fucking mind? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to slap you in a second.
2: <laughs> Ow.
1: <laughs> you just made a little bit of music. <laughs> Anyway, generally the reason I like sort of things like heavy metal and rock is that they convey emotion particularly strongly. Uh, a lot of people generally don't like metal because they just think, oh, it's just noise and people screaming. Well, I, I don't tend to like the stuff that's on the m- more side of that. I tend to like it where there's a little bit more melody involved.
2: Metal's uh, a guitar sound, really, isn't it? Because yeah. Uh, but um, I mean Iron Maiden used to be considered heavy metal when back in the early 80s but now it's I think kind that's of good. light rock really now. It's not really. <laughs> it, it's, it's not light rock but it's certainly not it, I wouldn't call it I would it still call it metal but Yeah but what is it about it because it, it's not very heavy. I wouldn't call it heavy metal. I don't know. I tend to think of things like Slayer and Anthrax and It's not heavy metal it's
1: just sort of metal itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah okay. But I quite like the way that it
1: conveys emotion quite strongly, and a lot of the stuff uh, that I don't like, it's very happy. <laughs> Basically, I like people being angry at shit and yeah. being depressing, but also like songs that just Passion. sort, just sort of Having make emotion about. Yeah, songs that just sort of make you feel like a badass, like Psycho. Just if I'm walking about, listening to that. I can't not just I smile meant, a little bit
2: I, 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 it is the best thing for exercising too like I, I have heavy metal or heavy rock on all the time on my earphones when I'm at the gym because it just gives you that kind of yeah yeah and I feel a bit of the trunk now
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything else you want to add because this is getting quite weird <laughs> 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 um it gets to that time of night when if I go downstairs and my skin will start itching, I'll think there's a spider there and I'll just look everywhere thinking that the spiders places and oh shit. then get really paranoid about shit.
2: Shit just turned weird. What? Shit just turned weird. You're <laughs> you're twitching in one eye. That happened, happened. Hang on. You didn't put anything in my drink, did you? <laughs> it would be my drink, wouldn't it? No, okay. just at a certain time of night. I, just, think really I think we should coda now.
1: What's a coda?
2: It's the end of a piece of music. Ah, I thought you said it was
1: particularly a section of music.
2: It is, it's the end section. Right. It's like when you go into the coda, that means you're approaching what's the that end. Your, it's the finale. What's was that your subtle way of trying to end it. Yeah. DS Alcoda. Dal Segno Alcoda. Go to the coda. Coda. Right. Coda.
1: I have been Firebomb.
2: Up in the orbiter. We haven't performed John Cage. For we months, are going are we? to. Oh, we're going to do it. We're we going to do it after the. Um... Will we do that so that you don't
1: fucking interrupt it?
2: Yeah, but that's still going in. You know that, don't you? Oh, Chris. And <laughs> now we
1: are going to perform to you, John Cage's. Is this
2: after the outro? No. Oh, before the outro.
1: This is uh, f- fine.
2: We're, we'll do
1: this after the uh, We'll do this after the whole. <laughs> yeah, people might not listen to
2: the outro otherwise. If you want Fine. to hear John Cage 4 minutes 33, listen to the outro first and then we okay. will perform it for you.
1: But we need to get the timing right, don't we?
2: We do. So I'll set a timer up while we do the uh, goodbye bit. Goodbye bit? Yeah.
1: Goodbye. We already did that. We, didn't we said I been...
2: No, you started saying it. I'd Fine. I'd, I'd interrupted you, which I don't I normally do.
1: I have been Firebolt.
2: I've been the orbiter.
1: And this has been.
2: Completely fucking chaotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Episode 16 of Breaking Bollocks. 79 hours, no. Music. Do you mind not interrupting (laughs) again? (laughs) That's what I do. And this has been Breaking Bollocks, episode 16 music.
2: Okay. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. We'd really appreciate if you support us on various things, obviously subscribing on YouTube, Twitch, following us on Twitter or Facebook. We have a Discord
2: server that you can join and talk to us and other people, and a website where you can check out blog posts. And obviously this isn't free for us to run, so if you'd like to support us financially, we have a Patreon page where you can donate monthly and get subscriber rewards. We also have a Stream Elements tipping page where you can make one-off donations. The links are all in the description. Farewell. See you next time. Are you ready for this?
1: Okay. Premium performance. Ladies of.
2: and gentlemen, for the first time... Seat yourselves. ...on Breaking Dad, we are going to perform a piece of music for you. Yes. Uh, are we going to sing it, or do you want to go get your drumsticks and play drums for it? Oh, I should go there. Yeah, yeah? go get your drumsticks. Uh, shall I get my trumpet, actually? Okay, sure. Yeah. We're going to be back in a moment. Quite seriously, though... Um, what? In the spirit of John Cage's intention for this piece, anyone who is dedicated enough to actually watch our performance of John Cage's 4 minutes 33, um, please enjoy your ambient surroundings. So, I'll be ready. Um, Do you want to count
1: in or would that kind of ruin it?
2: Um... Why don't you hold your drumstick up and when when we start, you bring your drumstick down and that'll be the start.
1: I'll do that for each movement.
2: Okay. Ready? We ready? Yep. I'm waiting for you to start.
1: All right. (laughs)
3: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that has been a very poor performance of... That, ladies and
2: gentlemen, is the difference between a professional... Yeah, we just... stop this? We truly don't do it justice.
1: What? We truly
2: don't do it justice. I was out of tune all the way through. Because my tuning slide's not working properly. That shows how long it is since I did proper practice. Yeah, I did a few... We haven't taken a bow. Oh, I'm sorry. If you would please applaud. They're probably looking at that.
1: Can we stop now? Yeah, maybe. Goodbye, dear listener.
0: Watcher. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA.
3: I
2: want to feel the with somebody. Yeah, I we'll with somebody. With somebody who
3: loves me.
0: Ooh, ooh. Alexa, play Whitney Houston.